And on this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, we have the lovely Pinky Gadiali. She is a transformational life and business coach for women who are feeling alone, isolated or stuck. She helps them overcome imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs and anxiety so that they can up-level their business and get promoted in the career or transition from career to business with strategies and tools for success. She's also the founder of a global online community, Net Women Co. And her story this week is all about how she turned pain into the power and overcame adversity and reminds us all, don't settle. And welcome to Everyday Inspirational Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, and then tell us what your inspirational story is today? Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Um, my name is Pinky Gadiali. I'm a life and business coach for women. I do work with some men as well. A lot of people do ask me that. Um, I help women who feel alone, isolated or stuck in business or in their careers. Um, I help you overcome imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs and anxiety so that you can up level your business and stop holding yourself back and also promote yourself in your careers as well. Maybe to a a C-suite position or an executive level. I also help with transitional work. So if you are in a career and you really feel stuck and you don't like what you're doing right now and you want to switch to business, then I will help you with that. So I'm basically a transformational coach. Um, And the other side of my business is what I do to help women promote themselves, help them get more visible and help them generate leads and opportunities through netwomen.co. My inspiration, my story, um, I don't generally share this with many people as I was saying to you uh, the other day. Um, So for me, my life started, I, I would say, as a very anxious child. And I spent most of my childhood being quite anxious at school and never really fitting in. Um, I am, I went to a school that was very much uh, predominantly white um, and I stood out for many years and that felt really, it felt, I mean, it's really hard to describe if you're not a person of color, but it felt quite um, isolating. And I did feel different and also to be treated differently as well sometimes. And there were times in my life that happened. And I think certainly that really didn't help the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think certainly for me, what helped me get through that was just sheer mindset. Like from a very early age, it was almost like there was no option but to get through it. There was no option but to just go on and do it. And also 
children are quite mean. So I spent most of my childhood being bullied, partly because I'm brown and partly because I had a stupid name. Now my name is recognizable and unforgettable. And I use it as part of my branding and as part of my business. I um, then went off to uni and I think the anxiety came back to every time I was pushing myself out of my comfort zone or doing something that pushed me from one area of my life to another. If I was doing anything that was out of that, I had this amazing amount of anxiety and that was coupled with the, I'm not good enough. I don't fit in. I don't belong. And I know that feeling when it comes. And I think part of my strategy of recognizing it became, I kind of self dealt with it. And when I went off to uni, it was almost like I didn't do something that I really wanted to do. Again, I was guided by my parents and in our family, it was, it's almost like you either become a lawyer or a doctor, you may as well just not bother. So, I went off and did optometry at Manchester because I didn't want to be a doctor like my dad. And I definitely didn't want to be a lawyer because I was useless at arguing. Um, so uh, I spent the sort of university years really enjoying my freedom and the anxiety went away. And then I started uh, as a self-employed optometrist. So I've always worked for myself. I had I spent nine months being employed and absolutely hated every second of it and left before I could uh, before I got involved in the the work politics of everything and being told what to do no thank you I'd rather not I needed to have the freedom to go away and travel whenever I wanted to I am a, in some ways quite a free spirit when it comes to things like that um and I want to travel the world. I want to experience different cultures. I want to experience different people. And I want to understand more about diversity and, and just understand more about people like me. Um, and then I uh, got married. I moved in with my then husband and uh, was very successful by society standards. I did really well in my 20s up on up until so 25 I got married um I spent that whole the the time that I was married I had some great times I mean we owned businesses I built a house uh we bought some businesses we sold businesses and generally it was a good five years and then things weren't as rosy as they seemed on the outside you know when you look at somebody and you think wow they've got a great life actually deep down I was miserable because my ex was extremely controlling and narcissistic I had no idea my naivety was just like oh yeah this is it you know almost like I you know got married it wasn't you know, we, we, we did fall in love. It was just, I didn't know the kind of person he was. And I didn't know that he was off having affairs. I didn't know that 
you know, there's certain things I didn't know about and there's a lot of financial control going on. And part of it was ignorance. Part of it was naivety. Part of it was just me just being that decent person that I always see the good in somebody. Um, and that's how I've been brought up. I've never been that person to look at somebody and judge. I've always been the person to include people, to love, to lead with love. And that's what I've always been taught. Um, but that was a steep learning curve for me because from the abuse, the mental abuse that I suffered and from the financial abuse, it really made me, it really, it was almost like a slap in the face. It was almost like someone was telling me, sort yourself out. You know, this is, you can't keep going like this. You know, and I was miserable. Deep down, I was miserable, but I didn't know it. And sometimes you just don't know. Um, and this is really difficult for me to say as well. And I know that a lot of women out there find it really hard to talk about these things. And I do as well. And to, to do this, to be able to talk about this is kind of really, again, is pushing me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's important that people hear this, that, they, that they're not the only people that are struggling and there are other people out there because at the time I felt like I was the only one that was going through it because I didn't have that support my parents didn't understand my family didn't understand. my friends just thought oh you're depressed and you've got no idea but actually when someone tells you that everything is your fault and it has been your fault over the number of years it kind of weighs you down and also I think the term is gaslighting when somebody actually tells you that uh you know you're always wrong or you're always doing something that is your fault or changing the story around and making it seem as though it was you that did it in the first place honestly uh, there are times where i thought i was losing my mind mm -hmm. um, so then um my son keen was born five years into the marriage and I somehow this whole abusive side of things started getting worse um, and the control started happening and the threats started happening so at this point I thought right this is it I can't you know there's a lot more depth to this but at this point I was just, that was it so that's when I decided to get divorced and I found out that he was afterwards, that he was with somebody else. And this is when um, he had moved on. Then uh, a year and a half into uh, the divorce, I decided I met somebody else, this amazing, lovely Irish guy. And he was working between Derby and Edinburgh. And that's how Edinburgh came into the picture. So I decided to move 330 miles north of where I'm from, which is mm -hmm. Leicestershire. And I actually loved, as soon as I arrived in Edinburgh, I fell in love with it. And as soon as I started discovering Edinburgh, I loved it. I loved the culture, I loved the people. 
and I just thought, you know what, this is where I'm going to live. Um, I had an option of going to London. There was that opportunity, but, and I, I knew loads of people there. I didn't know anybody in Edinburgh. I came to Edinburgh not knowing a single person. And I just thought, how am I going to do this? Um, I'm a single parent. I'm a solo parent because my ex-husband didn't want anything to do with my son when he was born. And I was, yeah, I, I think I was, again, I was just taking a huge leap of faith, um, pushing myself out of my comfort zone and the anxiety popped back in again. And this is the point. I think this was a major turning point in my life, actually, because if I hadn't have done that, I would have been really stuck and stuck in the place where I was from and just not really moving my life forward. And the mm -hmm. whole point of moving up was not just for love, it was also to start a new life. Yeah. I did that. And shortly after, it was about nine months, I think, we split up and I decided to stay in Edinburgh and my parents really weren't happy about that. However, I continued and I've been in Edinburgh now for 11 and a bit years. Um, I'm absolutely loving up here. This is my home. I love it. I've met some amazing women, amazing people, um, amazing parents and single mums who are still doing it and being amazing. And I just think that these things can either hold you back or they can propel you and help you and you can turn your pain into power and make it something of your own and that was the turning point that's what i'm talking about when i say it's my turning point because that was me turning my oh woe is me oh my goodness has this happened to me i'm the only person that's struggling with this no yeah i'm going to move my life forward i want to do certain things in my life that i haven't been able to do so those certain things are, I'm really good at, and I've always have been when I've, when I've worked as an optometrist, sitting there listening to people, mm -hmm. which I think it's so difficult for me to talk about myself. <laughs> sitting there listening to people that would come and see me. And I used to go outside and go to the reception and say, have you got a box of tissues? And she'd say to me, not again, because every time patients would come and talk to me they tell me about their life stories and they get really emotional and start crying because they're sharing really deep things that obviously remain confidential and they know it they trust me and I don't know how but that's exactly the story anywhere I worked that was the story mm -hmm. I need an extra box of tissues let's get those that was the first thing that people used to say when I started working <laughs> So I decided to train in uh, neuro-linguistic programming, uh, became a master practitioner in that. I actually studied that twice with Richard Bandler, who's the co-founder of NLP. Um, and the reason I did that was because, again, I had different stages in my life. And the second time I did it, after four months, I split up with my then uh, boyfriend of eight years. Mm -hmm. So I think certain things you do in life are for a reason. And I settled, I think I settled in that relationship again, where there were certain things that weren't quite right. So 
one piece of advice from that would definitely be don't settle <laughs> do not settle don't do it like it's important to just go for your dreams and get what you really really want it is truly possible um so yeah i i went off and did that that was 10 years ago now and i continued learning growing developing so part of the journey was starting to self-help so uh, personal development and you all know this as well samantha the the side of things of self-care the the techniques that we use in meditation the breathing the all of those things that help you as a person and it's also those coaches that help you and the mentors as well that's what i I truly believe that I am where I am today purely because I've had the right guidance and help and support from coaches and mentors. And without that help, I wouldn't be where I am. And that goes for successful people. We know that to be successful, these successful people like Rich Branson, Tony Robbins even has a coach. I mean, this is, this is just the known thing. If you want to be successful yourself, you need to get a coach. So I decided to follow that pattern. And then what inspired me was I went to Tony Robbins, UPW, I walked on fire, I did all these things that inspired me, moved me forwards. And then I spent the last, so latterly, probably the five years ago when I started networking. And I used to walk into a room and if you've done this before and if you've networked, you know what I mean, you walk into a room and it's a sea of gray suits, males, gray suits, and you just think, Oh my word. And you know, there is no one here. Again, I'm feeling that feeling of not belonging, not fitting in. Okay. Now I'm done with this. I'm going to start my own <laughs> networking group where I'm going to include all women who want to be involved and support each other, collaborate with each other. I don't want any of this aloneness, no isolation. That shouldn't even happen. We need to start supporting each other, start collaborating. If you're stuck, you're struggling, there's somebody out there that can help you, right? There's no, absolutely no excuses. Let's just help you in that area. And that's what I did five years ago, I created Women in Networking Edinburgh and then Glasgow, and now it's become netwomen.co, which is a global online platform which helps women all over the world to really promote what you do. Um, we interview, we get you out there on the Facebook platform, we help you by connecting you with people and enabling you to make those leads and clients and opportunities happen. Because one thing that I found when I started my business was that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that your story is so inspirational and I think so many women will resonate with that. Um, I know that I do um, in so many different levels of um, feeling that pushing yourself out of the comfort zone and sometimes also settling for things that you that you're maybe just a little bit afraid of so you don't kind of look at warning signs of what is. Um, and I love the fact that you have um, taken 
and faced your own fears, which is an inspiration and push past them and then built a network for the support of other women as well. So I know that you gave a little bit of advice there, but um, and you might want to reiterate it again, but if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece, my goodness, I've got a whole list. No, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Most importantly, oh, I don't know. There isn't a most important. There's a few things that I'd like to say. I'll, I'll start with one and you can tell me if I can add to that. You can add, yeah. <laughs> um, I think be kind to yourself is the most <laughs> Like being kind to yourself is one thing that I've learned over the years because we as women are very good at putting ourselves down. We also talk to ourselves in a very negative way sometimes and we wouldn't normally talk like that to our children to our best friends but we do ourselves mm -hmm. so remembering to talk to yourself in a way that you would do to your best mate or to your friends or to you know your children I think is a really good way of being firstly aware of that voice in your head Mm -hmm. and the thought processes that go on in your head because those thought processes are the ones that control what you do and how you live your life your subconscious mind is the most powerful part of your brain which most people are not aware of yes. so your self-talk is key to our whole perception so if we can be kind to ourselves then yeah it makes a massive difference is there something else some other key I think I've touched on this is just don't be so hard on yourself for goodness sake people like focus yeah. on the fact that you've come as far as you've come in you know even look at the last six months look at the shorter period even if you're not looking at 10 years ago or whatever it is that you've achieved in that time just work back and look at where you are now from where you were and just pat yourself on your back and congratulate yourself celebrate as well your amazing achievements you're amazing women but sometimes again we don't do that enough and we need to start remembering that somebody reminded me that yesterday actually yeah and he said to me he said, you must be really proud of yourself for being a solo parent and you must look at the mirror every single night and congratulate yourself and think, wow, I've done really well with this 12, year, 12 and a half year old boy raising him on your own. And I just thought, oh my goodness, I don't. And I said, I need to start doing that. Thanks. So true. So true. We're, we sometimes forget we're always kind of telling ourselves what we need to do and forget actually how far we've come and this is one of the inspirations for this podcast is when i hear other people's stories and they like to share it they actually hopefully reflect how far and it might inspire other people to resonate how far they've made a came as well so a hundred percent um yeah definitely be your biggest cheerleader definitely be your biggest cheerleader in life and give yourself a little pat on the back yeah. so, 
I just wanted to say thank you so much. I so enjoyed listening to your, your inspirational story and I'm sure the listeners will get a lot out of it. Now, you'll find Pinky's links below the podcast and if you need to get any information um, and contact her, all the links between her networking group and also her personal coaching will be there as well. So we just want to end by saying thank you, Pinky, and we will see you again. Thank you so much. Bye.